Okay, everybody, so we're coming to you middle of the week again, so this has to be one of our bonus episodes. And uh, seeing as we just had the big reveal on the Noan's character, we've got Matt with us. And we've actually got the whole crew here, or most of the whole crew. Yeah. Uh, a couple yeah. of them couldn't be here. Just the important ones. Yes. <laughs> um, and so we'll see if they have any questions to, to add to the whole list here. So um, anyways, Matt, so your backstory, your character's backstory finally came out. Um, and it was kind of a bit rough, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was unexpected. Uh, when there was foe on, I... I didn't know what to expect. I thought maybe just like a twin or something like that. But uh, when it turned to, to be something different, that that threw me for a loop. Yeah. So, Well, believe it or not, when everybody gave me their backstories four years ago, I wrote up the place where that backstory was going to come out. And, you know, not knowing all of the intervening stuff that was going to happen. And so that uh, with, you know, like Arlen, it was kind of dramatic. Um and it was certainly with Adri's, it was, is and uh, with uh, Creval's, it was quite dramatic. Um, even Cotter's was kind of fun. But yeah, this one uh, really kind of built up over the intervening years and, and totally changed the nature and the flavor of what was going to come out of it, just uh, with, with the intervening things that happened. Yeah, it was, so for me, you know, I'd always kind of, no one always would assume it would have to be like an arch devil, right? That's the ego that was that was there. And then when I was spun into the room and uh Fowan was like, No, I am your father, you know, at first I was like, Yeah, right. I mean, what am I just gonna believe some Joe dude who who says, Yeah, I'm your dad? I'm like, uh huh. And, you know, it it, it took a while. Uh, for that to kind of sink in. So you had to search your feelings, Luke? I did search my feelings, and I felt a lot of pain. Um, so so I got tired. You know, no one's getting tired of this foe one, and, and I uh, go to attack and lose initiative, and that really is yeah. what set it off. So foe one turns into the big ice devil. And that was mean, and he's tormenting. Oh, how many people have you killed? I'm like, yeah, not gonna tell you, pops. You know. And then uh, it was the spear, and I got hit with the spear. I rerolled, used my key to reroll that Constitution save, and then he little moaning myrtle loth in my ears, and then I'm slowed down. So I can take an action, or I can. I couldn't do any bonus. Uh, bonus actions, yeah, reactions. Really I couldn't do patient defense. Yeah. I couldn't do flurry of blows. I couldn't do any of my monk stuff. And so at that point, I was like, well, and I was calling for help. I'm like, bros, because I, I knew I couldn't do it. So my whole strategy was to try to stay alive, which I did for six rounds. Um, But it, it bested me. And it was, it was particularly annoying when I'm like calling for help and you're you hear the sounds of battle outside. I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't the reunion. I hoped, you know, no one, you know, uh, ego would, would have expected to be like, you know, brought in as a, a prince of, of some layer of hell as, as the ego would have demand, uh, demanded. And then when you find out I have like a project manager, dad, who, <laughs> Who's like, 
dude, this is, you're just a pawn, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to get some bonus points for you. And I have no idea. I, I, I don't know anything really, but no one doesn't know about devils per se. Um, it was like, but yeah, probably not going to work out too well for me. You know, even if I had said yes, I think he said, I'll turn you into an imp you. And I'm like, I'm better than an imp now. Why, why would I take a demotion? You know, it was, it was uh, funny, but, but when you think about it with the, uh, underworld, you get turned into a larva. And then once you've had the goodness thoroughly burned out of you, you turn into a lemur, which is just this mindless thing. And then if you're lucky, one of them, you know, if, if you, if you're, if you're evil long enough, you get transformed into some minor devil. And then depending how wicked your actions are, you can work your way up the hierarchy stage by stage. But lemurs are just masses of bugs, slugs. So the odds of a lemur making it past anything is pretty slim. But mm-hmm. anyways, I'm like, great. That's still a demotion, no matter what. So that was a big no on all the levels. But yeah, it was very interesting. It's like when you handed me your backstory... I took a look at it, just like I did with everybody else's, and I'm like, why would this be? Why, why do we have this one tiefling across the whole, you know, of the multiverse? Why would, you know, some underworld creature create a spawn on the, the planet? And then why one that would be immediately despised? And I started, you know, I was thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, they would do it so that he would be despised and be picked on and he would want to lash out and he would want to create violence and um, then would cause chaos and murder and mayhem. And, oh, gee, dad would get some serious points for doing that in the infernal hierarchy. And, yeah, this would be the perfect way for some middle rank devil to try to go and, and earn a promotion in the hierarchy, you know, by creating this thing, you know, look what, what great job I did creating, you know, damage and chaos on the prime material plane. So, yeah. And, you know, unfortunately for pops, I didn't lash out. I went and fled into the, into the wilderness, but this was, this was an interesting turning point for, for no one. Cause no one's been turning from chaotic neutral to lawful neutral, becoming more good as, becoming part of a clan which is an extended family and so i was like oh how do i want to do this so i allowed that rage to manifest and burn out and that's you know realizing really what evil does and it transcended selfishness it transcended that it's just wrong that's what caused no one to make that final shift to become good and to allow himself to die because that old part needed to to die so that the new one could strive i know it's cliche but it's cliche for a reason i don't know if it's cliche but yeah um and and no one has definitely gone through this um, transformation in fact this whole four-year story so far has almost sort of been no one's story and we've kind of backed into you know we've had everybody's had their little piece and part of it but kind of the overarching story has really been kind of the hero's journey that no one has been on because if you remember in the beginning he had no compunction about killing other people mm-hmm. i mean he would just like you irritate me um no i won't use non-lethal damage i'll just kill him like the guy that f- 
Joe's, yeah. you know, fisherman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with the selkie, I'll mm-hmm. just, I can just torture you to death. Yeah. You know? And, and his whole outlook has just slowly shifted over time. And yeah, it was like this last thing was like the last straw. And where, you know, he realized it's okay, this is where I came from. And my whole father's whole purpose was that I'm going to be this horrible person that's going to, you know, inflict damage and pain on other people. And yeah, it was really neat to see him rejecting that in the end. Mm-hmm. And there was, and we can talk about the last interview I did, right? Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. So as I died that final time, it was Dynek who came. And I had rejected Dianek before, and I rejected. Um, it was the the other being. It wasn't a Lowell. It well, was, Lowell, is, uh, Lowell was sitting there with with you and, and the Dianek. Yeah, was on I the had other the side. two, and I said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, neither of you." But this time, I took Dianek's hand, and when I did that, that's when I opened up, and I was getting healed by a healed cotter. by Cotter. So. Um, that was I really liked kind of that transition. That was a nice way to have you know the paladin of Dynek kind of mm-hmm. serving as that conduit, I suppose. So I have to figure out what that means. You know, no, I'm going to turn into a cleric. Probably not. <laughs> um, but it'll be interesting to see the growth from here because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Any, anybody else have anything to say about Noan's backstory coming out? What, was it the way you thought it was going to be? Or I definitely didn't think that the sire was going to be, you know, not like an archdevil. Like, and part of that was maybe just because that's what Matt had been saying for so long. So I just kind of assumed that was the direction it was going to go. But yeah. And, and I got to cool. say, every time you said that, I'm like, mm, <laughs> oh well, boy. Yeah. That, but oh that, boy. And also, if you know, we're talking about cliches or tropes, you know, like little orphan Annie, you know, they, everyone talked about my parent, my real parents were rich and powerful. Or yeah. This, that, and the other. Yeah. They, they don't even know I'm gone. They're just looking for me. That's no one. Yeah. It kind of goes my, with that too. My dad is an arch devil. Yeah. Like trying to Not justify. Not just arch devil. Yeah. The, the arch devil. Yeah. Trying to justify yeah. being so different from the rest of the world. So did I actually believe that? Maybe. As a, as a player, no. As a character, yes. Well, what's as a player? No, you didn't think no that? one. No one didn't necessarily. No, as a player, as Matt, I was kind of like, the odds are that I'm the sire of Asmodeus. Oh, <laughs> that would be pretty. As a character, yeah, no one would be like, yeah, my my dad rules it all, mm-hmm. bro. All I have to do is go home and I'll lay waste to all of you, you know. But Matt was like, that would be broken. But having some petty project manager like that, that was like, whoa. A little whoa. bit of an ego blow. <laughs> At least give me a pit fiend, you know. <laughs> well, there was some pretty, um, looking back on four years, it's been pretty interesting because I, I don't know if you did or not, but I kind of looking back on it, you know, with Adri and where you first started and, and still are somewhat with you hiding who you were and mm-hmm. no one knowing that. And then because no one really couldn't hide who he was, especially with the yeah. horns. But, you know, you guys had that in common. And then, mm-hmm. uh, Creval, same situation as no one can't really hide who he is, although we do a couple times try. Eventually, like, I just have to be this. So it's kind of, you know, kind of fed that. It's like, no one's like, well, where do I belong? Because these guys don't really belong either. So we're all not belonging together. But <laughs> we're, we're, we're the clan of misfit toys. Yeah. You know? you're, Pretty you're much. Not wrong. Yeah. So it, and it's nice. And I think, okay. but Drew, I think what really was a 
turning point for Noan is when I was accepted into the Snow Owl Clan mm-hmm. and became the storyteller. That's when I was like, okay, this is this is real. Not just like some people, yeah, yeah. Well, Hello, all bad. I get it. No one yeah, wants you, to have fog yeah, around. Yeah, you, you could you could be like, okay, they need me, so they're traveling with me. Versus, and, I'm working with the, the kids, and they you don't know, necessarily helping out. need you. And also, you you were used. You know, one of the things I realized is like, well, in the lowlands where appearance matters, mm-hmm. but in the mountains, it's not appearance. It's what Action. can you do? What abilities do you bring? Are you supportive? Yes, yes, and yes. So it's like it made it made sense. So in having you like give now what? Adri's got the scars. Mm-hmm. Cotter's got the scars. I've got the scars. Anyone else? That's Ar- it. Um, Arlen does not. Yeah. Oh, yeah and for well, hopefully he never hears this, but I don't think Arlen ever will. And there's he made food for you guys. That's yeah, <laughs> but that's not what I mean. Um, he taught him so how to for, make tortillas. For, that's yeah. a little so different. when I did it to when I did it to Cotter, and if you go back and listen, you can tell Bryce had no clue I was going to do that to him. Um, it was because Bryce was having a hard time with that leadership role. So yeah. it's like, okay, I can mess with him a little bit, help him out. So he, you know, comes out to talk in the microphone and this little role. And then it kind of, kind of snowballed. And then with no one, it made sense as we just discussed, I kind of kicked around doing Adri, but I was like, in all honesty, Adrian and Creval didn't get along until we ran into that hunter. Mm-hmm. And then, and we, then tra- we were like, oh yeah, this guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Mutual disdain. <laughs> yeah. And then we started. Then we started opening up and talking more and having moments. And um, and the only reason you got you well, not the only reason, but the main reason you got yours is because we had talked about the alliance and like, okay, well, Adri had always done what Arlen did, which is stay back, mm-hmm. not get really involved. Not that you don't have abilities, he can see you had abilities, but you hadn't you hadn't put yourself out there mm-hmm. to lead and protect and just. And part work. of that is because, like, as a player, I didn't really know right, how to use my you, character. But super this last time, it was Adri <laughs> to the wall. You basically <laughs> became no one, and that was like, okay, if, if it's not now, it's never. So yeah. that's why I asked, "Are you ready?" And you're like, "Well, and that's cool too, because I don't think that Adri would have wanted a role like storyteller. I no. think just being like a valor. Exactly, type of, and of, of I have to I have to sit down. With Michael later and figure out exactly what your tattoo means but in my mind yeah. when I if we ever do do that it's like on a striking record, owl exactly yeah. it's you know this is the claw of the dragon of the snowhawk clan she's the one that goes out when it's time to feel picks off the prey exactly yeah no one is the storyteller you're and you're, you're all silent like an owl flying mm-hmm. in the yeah. night so it's so uh, everybody has a purpose um Arlen I think we all can agree Arlen it really he's a farmer at heart He's a, he's a he's a farmer who just happens to have sorcerous powers. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was the one that was swept into the stream. Yeah, he didn't right. a la yeah. Sam Gamgee, you know. Exactly. Versus so, like we like left for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Creval actually, yeah. believe it or not, Creval actually really likes Arlen. Yeah. I, yeah, he I think would, we all like would, Arlen. He would never <laughs> and, uh, unless Arlen asked, Creval won't do it cuz Creval would not want to bring Arlen who is such a gentle soul yeah. into a much harsher atmosphere. Yeah. Adri fits in. I thought so from the first when you started mm-hmm. forming. Noan definitely fit in. Cotter did too. But yeah. I have to see if a cat wants to join. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That might be a little more difficult. Yeah, the two, I can't the see two the scars. Like, fur. races yeah. that just are yeah. secluded. Like most yeah. people don't know that the yeah. now people know that the dragonborn exists. Right, but the, but people still but, don't know yeah. that the tabaxi. But exists. she's yeah. But the more she's with us, the mm-hmm. more it's going to come out. Yeah, yeah so, I could see I could see the the dragonborn and then the tabaxi becoming like cousin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that makes sense to me. You know, and it's interesting, kind of 
now that a couple of things happened, not only are we messing with the low all, mm -hmm. but we've kind of ticked off Betor just a little bit, even if it's a little bit. But the devil may not be dead, dead for real, right? Just yeah. on the material. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just, just expelled so back if dad, to the underworld. If dad is harboring some ill will mm -hmm. and well, we dad gotta go there anyway. Is so. harboring ill will. It will be interesting to see what that means. So dad was hoping to get a promotion, but when Junior starts turning to the side of good and helping people. Maybe a demotion is yeah. going to happen. It would be interesting to or, see. Or at the very least, you know, a, a conversation with HR about this. Yeah, like, <laughs> who's I the am imp calling now, my Dad? manager. That sounds like hell in a handbasket right there. <laughs> you didn't get good marks this particular quarter, I'm afraid. Yeah. So I've got questions for you, Matt. So in the last recording, you know, after no one drops and the party comes in, I thought it was really interesting because once we realized no one was in trouble, because I knew how Craval felt about no one. How did Matt feel about watching what basically be construed as complete bloodlust from everybody else in the party when you were down and bleeding at this demon's feast? It was like, oh, yeah, he dies. That was, I mean. <laughs> there was no talk that about probably talking. Even, I mean, well, obviously, you you tell us your character. But for me, that, that kind of was part of the final cinch mm -hmm. on the family, right? It's one thing, okay, there's a monster, but to... Come to your to rescue. Come to your rescue with yeah. like vengeance. Um, you're like, I okay. mean, I straight up climbed on the back yeah. of the devil. Like, I was like, no. Yeah. So that was <laughs> that was like, okay, this is legit. Is that as no one or is that as Matt? That would be as no one as well. And he made a full on shift to yeah. be good yeah. too, yeah. instead of neutral. And as Matt, I was wanting to see what happens, right? Because when we play, yeah, your, your we, original interview said, I don't know which way he's going to go down the line. Yeah, and you know. It's kind of hard to see how people saw no one or even as characters and as players, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, he's good to have in a pinch. Yeah. But. Yeah. And I would kind of expect it from Craval, mm -hmm. but the rest, I don't know. Yeah, I, I realized pretty quick. I was like, you know what? This is no one. This is little brother. There's no clerical side of this anymore. Yeah. This is straight And that is like rage. that is like Adri's brother. They yeah. grew up together basically. If if you just the only thing that would surprise me only slightly more had been all of a sudden I hear Adri go her Jesse's tell it's a Adri goes into a rage. I'm like, that was the only yeah. thing that would have I mean, me. I did. I you like basically I, did. I went I did not care that there yeah. was a devil. I just went straight up yeah. behind it and climbed Everybody on it. Everybody did. Shoot so in the I back thought of it was head. pretty interesting. Yeah. Because no one's kinda yeah. like the uh no one's the guy that we all kind of want to be like at times. The one that doesn't necessarily care about social niceties. It mm -hmm. speaks their mind from that social awkwardness yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, it's interesting. So now I have a new angle, mm -hmm. you know, lawful yeah. good. Mm -hmm. And we'll see if it stays lawful good. It's it's, just it's, sort it's of, kind of tough to be lawful good. Um, I actually, I, I'm not sure. I can't speak for Bryce, but I think you might be the only lawful good because. Oh, no, Bryce, no, Bryce is lawful good. Yeah, okay. I'm Craval's not. And I chose lawful good because Jade's the not. lawful evil of the devil. And I, yeah. I, I saw myself even being impacted in the presence of my sires has to do something. There's there's more than just. And you've been lawful neutral for a while. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So it made sense to kind of stick with the lawful. But. We'll have to see if following the rules precisely actually. Well, that would be lawful neutral. You know. No, well, no, but in a good yeah. way. Yeah. Like lawful good would say the best way to do good is by following the process. Mm -hmm. That is how good is achieved. Mm -hmm. And I'd have to see is that going to be limiting or not. Yeah. And Adri is neutral good. So mm -hmm. I think it'd be interesting there's, to there's see. Still, in yeah, there's still yeah. growth there. Jade's, yeah. Jade's chaotic good. Mm -hmm. 
Which makes sense for a cat. Yeah. Oh, look, there's something on the table. <laughs> but yeah, it's been interesting because, um, like I said, this somehow or other, this whole story has kind of turned into kind of the Noans journey. I mean, we did have probably Bryce had the second largest one with Cotter. Yeah. His, I mean, he went yeah, from... Yeah, being less like righteous, yeah. like self-righteous mm-hmm. kind of and, and then also going from hiding to now leading. Yeah. And so, I mean, his, his character is, is really done a 180. Um, Craval had a huge journey, which isn't done yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, probably those were the two biggest ones we had there. Um, you know, Arlen just kind of has been just, his whole journey has been just struggling with the powers and slowly conquering them. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Adri had the whole, uh, return to the underworld and, and really, I mean, her journey was closing the chapter, closing the book on that entire yeah. life there. I mean, if you think about it, what was it? What level were we four or five or something when when uh Adri's Dronus was revealed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Cotter and uh, That was cool because almost Arlen were I mean the party almost fought I can't remember murder- did did you all know like as people did you know? As characters. Know. Oh I have sus- I, sus- I suspected something was not quite I, just, right I can't remember you. if I just if I like at the beginning I no, said that I was no. half elven. You said you were half elven from everybody okay. to begin with, yeah. But, uh, you, but, I think you you cast something. I think once it was, I want to say it was like it was a it was a dark elf ability. Yeah, and I was looking at you. And it I'm was like, fairy fire, right? Or no, was, uh, dancing either, lights. Yeah. It, something. And I was like, yeah. Wait, exactly. But I mean, but like look, Matt was the only person who knew, and that's just because he but, was there when I made but, the character. I tried not to second guess the play, the, you guys at the table, because it, yeah. it, it ruins it for me. I want you know, right. so when you're talking and the people get that reaction, and then the players are like, "Oh!" I want but to be we that had player. two says, other oh. half elves in the party, and they're right. like, "We can't do that." So, so but look at the 180. <laughs> Plus, from, that's player knowledge versus character. Yeah. Right. Early, earlier on, we were coming to blows. At mm-hmm. that moment, there could have been bloodshed. And yeah, now, because it was it was it was the first time no one in Kraval or at the time Gernval stood shoulder to shoulder, uh, protecting. With a common goal, yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. now I mean, where we had infighting and mistrust to this final thing, it's mm-hmm. like we'll take the powers of hell on, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, all or none, you know. So it's so it's been a group story as well, yeah, definitely. But yeah, and actually, I was kind of proud of Bryce and Owen because I really had to coach him. It's like because you know when you you're playing, you know, behind the the character sheet, and you're like, no, these are my buds, and then you, you had to tell him, it's like, no, you have been grown up being told right. stories mm-hmm. n- almost nightly about how evil the drow are and they're the boogeyman and and you know the shock the sheer yeah. shock alone of it turns out that one of your player or one of your yeah. friends is and a your drow. immediate assumption is oh yeah. she's a spy or yeah. something yeah nicely okay you know just a shock of she's been lying to us this whole time right yeah right which, which feeds in, into the very, which plays very well into the other two players who would not have had those stories <laughs> but, so but yeah we had it's just now we was, all have that reckoning it's mm-hmm. like and, uh, now, and it's just like so cool too because this is your homebrew world so like mm-hmm. all the like classic D D stuff that is that conflict that we've been able to work out mm-hmm. in the context of your homebrew world is really cool too. Yeah. Well, and that's a fun thing with the homebrew is, is you can take the building blocks that yeah. have been put together over time, like Legos and just start putting them together in new and interesting yeah. ways. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to take this part of it, apart this and redoing part. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what I, I like, I like that analogy. Michael, what you do is you take kind of the stereotypes about D and D that have been in there for what? 30 years, 40 years, More yep. than that. like the drow, always evil, always this. And it's like, 
Well, the ones that worship Loth are evil. Because they worship But Loth. anyone not who worships drow, a demon, but, because but not Loth. because they're, they're drow. So you, you said, here's ones that aren't. They worship yeah. this mm-hmm. other god. It, it's sort of like, um, so you're allowing, you, complexity. You're allowing complexity yeah. and there might be a trend. A cultural trend towards this, but it's not fixed. Yeah, well, actually, the, in the Drow are a really good example. Um, they actually did a uh, interview uh, with the guy who wrote all the Drizzt novels and all that, and and he was pointing out it's like it's not you know that the Drow are inherently evil. It's that they're trapped in a world ruled by a demon queen, mm-hmm. and if you don't line up with that then there's the secret police behind them that are just going to come and get you in the night. Yes. So, I mean, you it's not that they're inherent evil. It's just that, you know, the people that are All the evil, odds are stacked against yeah, them. Yeah, are, are weeded out really quick. And, and so you either have the people that go along with it or the people that enjoy it. And I started thinking about it. It's like, we have people like that in our real life society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, organized crime, some, you know, military... Um, special, special forces. Yeah, yeah, and things like that. Um Youth gangs, things like that. I mean, human beings just will trend towards being cruel and evil if given the wrong circumstances. So what would happen if there is now an overarching evil creature that loves Yeah, and there's magic this chaos. time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my favorite moments from that, when you, got, you were just saying about the tropes, was the byplay between you and Jesse when you were playing the brother to her, and he was just saying, how, did you, how do you do this? How do you... How do you how are you outside all the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the and sister, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, was it yeah. the sister? I'm yeah, the sorry, sister, the sister. Yeah. But well, it, just... it might have been the brother, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the sister <laughs> yeah. was already... True, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. was but already, it was, like... It was just really interesting yeah. because that level of, like, thought, well, you know, everyone's, they're not just going to come up and be okay, you know? Yeah. They're going from, like... It's a literally a completely different perspective mm-hmm. now for yeah. them. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, it, Adri had the chance to adapt over time in the monastery yeah. and things like that, but all of a sudden they're just, like... One day, you know, put on an airplane and delivered into another country. Yeah. And it's like, how do you live with the star above you instead of a roof? You know, mm-hmm. it would just, it would be amazing culture shock. I think it's like, is it pronounced agoraphobia? Agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. In some ways, you'd think that a lot of the dark girls you would think might even suffer from that. Mm-hmm. The idea of being out no, from probably. the ground. Yeah. Yeah. All you knew. Was there's the cavern ceiling? I mean, dwarves don't like really being outside. Yeah, no. Imagine no. what someone who lives there is. Yeah. So yeah, it makes for interesting, interesting thing. And they, had, and then there would be other things. We never, you never got a chance to visit with your sister. But if you do, no. there, there's another yeah. some other fun conversations. I have there. some plans to go back. Yeah. I think, and, and it may maybe in like the, the epilogue or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so the, you know, obviously she's going to go through a huge transformation as well, and not just going from privilege to homespun clothes and in uh agriculture yeah so yeah but uh yeah we've we've all got all the things except jade claw and i don't know if if we're gonna have a backstory from her haven't heard from melanie yet on that but uh yeah i've not wrote it yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's because she's just that mysterious yeah (laughs) just because we've kind of backed into her character there but uh but yeah and like i said um some of the stuff hasn't you know Stories aren't quite done because uh, uh, obviously we saw with good Arlen's, stories never are. Yeah, mm-hmm. we saw with Arlen where it's like okay, his backstory's appeared, and then it comes back again eight levels later. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So it's not For quite sure. done. It's just uh, taking a pit stop on the way. So that brings up the big question: We've had everybody's backstory come out now, so mm-hmm. there's still uh, about yes and no. I think mm-hmm. Matt's isn't quite done yet, just because of the prophecy. 
Well, the, the big yeah, we still need yeah. to go to the hells. Yes, but the big property. reveal has happened. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Point, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait until you guys hear about my backstory. Yeah. <laughs> turns out Once I'm The one that doesn't exist yet? <laughs> it turns out that Jake Claw was Matt's father. <laughs> oh. Turns out I'm the archdevil. <laughs> well, we you didn't even that. know. That's yeah. how well hidden it was. Yes. Or a succubus yeah. turned into a tabaxi. I don't know. Yeah, mm. but, I mean, you, you still have that succubus out there that hates you. So. Yeah, we, we never saw Jake Claw and that succubus at the same, same room. time. Yeah, that's true, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. So anything else we're looking forward to? I mean, we've still got about five levels left to go. I can't wait. To, uh, I have dreams. Level 20. I have I have some uh, ideas, too. We have, we're, we're six, I think. 14, we're, yeah, right? we're 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? We're 15 now? Are wow. we? Very close, no. very close. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm super excited to take, uh, I think Every as... level freaks me out from now on. Yeah, I th- well, I, I mean, you're like tri-classing, it, so... But that actually, you know, that's actually simple the multi-classing. I already know, I've already figured out where, where the characters... Oh, that's good. That's yeah, it only good. took me 14 levels to figure out where the characters are going to end up now. Yeah, I think like I'm moving Adri more into the lurking in the shadows aspect of, of her, her monk path. I told um, you. And taking the levels in Rogue, I'm really excited to see Baroness what, what Adri, more I can House do. of Shadows. Yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking about how a Petron, my dragonborn, when like she goes back to the clan and like, oh, here's this female in charge. What happened to me? Because I have to like challenge all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I like did so much and now she's here. Yeah. <laughs> so something that I would like is at the end... I would like to see Adri become yeah, Baron. Yeah, I still want to do that. Once we've done that, you know, we've, assuming we survive, um, and we're the heroes of the land, what next? I mean... Yeah, what is the epilogue going to be? That's kind what of... What next? I mean, we... So we're in, like, Act 3 now. Yeah. We can't basically. disturb this many forces of the multiverse and just have a happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Well, after a fire, uh, forest fire, though, you've just got, uh, you know, the... The, the scorched earth and a couple of smoldering piles left, and and everything's quiet again. So who knows? You might, <laughs> Until the next fire, you yeah. might you might uh, you might be uh, be at that point in time. But the next fire might not come in your lifetime. So who knows? It's uh, hard to say what'll happen. Mm-hmm. Like beyond. Does 20th anybody level. ever think of whether your character is actually going to survive? Does it ever cross your guys' minds at all? I feel confident that Adri will. I don't know if we all will. Well, I think there's going to be a character, True Death. Yeah. I have a feeling. It would I feel like now that I've said that, spell, it's probably right? going to be me. I'm going to be mad if it's me, though. But, I mean, we can. it would be hard to get hit with enough damage to True Death us when we're all, like, at 100. But mm-hmm. yeah. that would Say have that to be now. A, that would have to, but you have things that can just kill you, you know? Like, oh, yes. You die. Yes. You know, some And especially spell, if we're dealing die. with a lich that's this powerful, too. Um. Why hasn't he just outright killed us? Uh, aside from suspension of disbelief. Doesn't want to. Well, why don't you should maybe just ask Galchabar that the next time you see him. That's a good idea. I mean, you haven't talked I to Galchabar in quite some time. My so. main theory was at first, I mean, you don't necessarily give much thought to the single ant that crawls across your arm randomly. Mm-hmm. Or and hey, maybe maybe Alol doesn't know which phylactery is the real phylactery. I mean, I don't know how he wouldn't, but maybe we're like the, his errand errand people you or maybe know? he's not mm-hmm. as tough as he makes himself out he has a lot of mystique about him but maybe he's just not or maybe so he's tough. not even the main bad guy well, you know and here well here's i had a couple thoughts as well first of maybe all the Gal whole phylactery thing and the uh, lich thing it takes a lot of this this 
as far and it's his own memorial, but at least as far as I know, it takes a lot to become a lich. You know, you mm-hmm. have to. Well, he sacrificed his entire school and everything in it. That yeah. was that yeah. was just part of it, though. Right. I mean, I mean, he murdered some several hundred people yeah. Yeah. at once. And that's then, that's a pretty good uh, start to being a lich. So for sure, you're like, why hasn't he killed us? Right. Right. Away. Well, now I'm thinking like, well, okay, that's one thing, but wouldn't he've had to contact somebody that like really, really evil or mm-hmm. really, really ancient? So if he did, what is that? Per- what is that creature that we have not necessarily straight run up into Orcus? Yet? Yeah, <laughs> along that line, or you know. Yeah. Somebody had to tell him how to become a lich. He just didn't know it. He had to mm-hmm. research it and yeah. make a pact or something. Who and knows? And if you're making a pact, they're not like, oh, out of the goodness of my yeah, heart. No. They're like, mm, pony yeah. up with me, pal. Yeah. So that's what that, you know. Yeah. And that was the first thing. And then the second thing is like, oh my well, gosh. Now, now he's, and the other reason why, why hasn't he killed us? Well, probably because he's trying to get to his end game. Wait, and he doesn't no, want no, to but I just something. So he had to kill his whole school to become a lich. Mm-hmm. Now he's trying to kill the whole land. To For what a, purpose? To become a god? Yeah. Isn't he trying to or wipe out his Or maybe he needs to sacrifice five to six well, 20th level characters in order to do it. <laughs> well, here's another thing and we never think about. is, um, Yeah, he's cold and he's cruel, but we don't actually know if he's, and I guess you could argue this either way, but how sane he is. Yeah. I'm I mean, going to say if you go for the lich route, you're probably not the no. most lucid in the brain. Well, they're pretty with it. I you're, mean, that, they, you're, they talking, well, no, you're talking morally lucid. I'm talking actually certifiably nuts and, and that's a good question what does living for a thousand years do yeah. to you yeah. when you're not yeah. supposed to mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so interesting and, and, and you mentioned um phylacteries and, and maybe he doesn't know which one or the other possibility the flip of that coin is maybe he does know which one it is mm-hmm. and he's just laughing at you marionettes dancing for him yeah maybe it's not like maybe he doesn't even see a purpose in killing us because we're not really and, doing uh, anything we're, to we're, we're, we're a nice we're show other thing. yeah well, well they may not do anything there's still the weird comment in the sky too mm-hmm. yeah we, we forget about the comments the real enemy like we go to fight Lowell and the comet hits we know the destroys comet, it. Well, we don't know where Lowell goes. Dun, dun, Maybe Lowell goes to some burning citadel in the sky. Oh, that'd be sick, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. That is super cool. That would be that would be really challenging fun. to encounter. I should, I should probably stop giving the DM ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, give me all the ideas. No, he's like, shut up, well, shut actually, up, shut up. You guys have come up with the best ideas. Like you were talking about the drow that broke away. <laughs> Jesse gave me that idea. She's like, you know, I would like to see some drow that uh, you know aren't. Um, Evil. In the thrall yeah. of, of Lolth. And that just started getting me thinking, like, that's a great idea. What would it be? Oh, it would be like a secret underground. Yeah, like the, and then it's not resistance. like Adri's the one-off. Like, I'm mm-hmm. so special that I'm the one who was able to resist mm-hmm. it. Like, that doesn't seem yeah. accurate. You and know, and so. then it started to dovetail so well. And you're like, yeah, the, you know, there's probably lots of drow that are like, this is awful. I yeah, I loved out. that. That and was really cool. And then they turn around and here's the Queen's Guards going, eh. Yeah, you know, that was okay, so great. You, you, you spoke against Lolth, die. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, having the secret yeah. society was really cool. That yeah. was really awesome. Oh. Was it? Wait, 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 wait. The uh, I was freaking um, Nessian. Nessian, who as was hunter. the hunter, right? Yeah, he was. He was. He, ma- he masquerades as, yeah, as so the cool. uh, a rain. Uh, he's not actually a, a drow, with a panther. He? No, he was. Well, you don't know at this okay, point. Okay, at this I point mean, now, he, I mean, he's, he's a bard. So. Yeah, he's a bard. But I mean, he could either be um, you know, a, a drow in disguise as a uh, that's a one surface thing I would love to ask Adrian. Surface in disguise as a drow. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to ask Adrian how does it, how you escaped. Well, we, we were going to record we never, that we episode, really and we never had a chance to. Yeah, we, we did, that's we did true. Do, we did do Cotter's one. My so, es- the, uh, like, so maybe we'll have to record that episode, The Escape of Adrian. So you'll um, have to stand by and yeah. wait and listen. Yeah. I know when we, we talked earlier about how well, we did that beta test, that one time I mm-hmm. had a character, I made a character up that was a dark elf who was Adrian's half-brother. Oh, 
that's cool. That Adri didn't know. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I, I was gonna talk. I meant to talk to you about it. Because yeah, that, that, that would have been cool. Because the whole idea is the reason he became a warlock and a patron is his. He made a deal. Who's the patron? Uh, Mephistopheles. Neat. He got. He he would serve Mephistopheles if he helped Adri get out. Nice. He didn't care how it did as long as Adri got out. I was like, I, I was like, I didn't want to bring it up in game because I'm like, if I do this in game on a recording, cool, I, I need to ask the owner of the character. Yeah, first. No, and no, then no, the that's DM. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that would be a good to anyway. Barring off someone else's success. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know when this is coming out, but I'll say in front of everybody else. Where I hope all of you have a very good Merry Christmas, Happy yeah. Holidays, yes. whatever you celebrate, or Happy New Year if you're listening to this in January. Yes, yeah. or whatever from my family to yeah. your all's extended and whatnot. And same and to you, yeah. Mm-hmm. And may we survive another year. We'll see. It, it's been interesting. We've it's taken us four years to get to essentially fifteen. Yeah. And well, so it's like maybe another. So you, year, maybe that's two the more second years. time we've said essentially fifteen. Well, I mean, you got to imagine you got a lot of time. XP piled up at this point. Yeah. You got to be really close to fifteen at this point. I, yeah. I've got a spreadsheet if you want. Let's, to okay. <laughs> let's assume that takes two to three more years to hit twenty. Maybe by that point, Adrian will never be. Will then not no longer be second to no one. I'm thinking once I start taking levels in room, I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I'm going hard into decks, but you know, splitting it between decks and wisdom. giant jumping should have put all that to rest. Yes, yeah. <laughs> all that to rest. I mean, that was pretty. You know cool. how freaky that would be, because not only are you getting something jumping from shoulder to shoulder, but it's hitting you hard enough to like rock your jaw every time. You're getting hit with the sledgehammer with, yeah. with this little elf fist. With this fist. tiny little elf, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like I mean, Ant-Man. Uh, if you ever exactly. seen Bruce Lee in his two-inch punch. Oh, yeah. yeah. If, if yeah. you know how to do it, it doesn't matter how big you are. That would have been amazing to see him. But, I mean, I'm sure no one would be totally psyched to hear that you did that, you know. I want to make some, we need to make some, like, Adri version of Chuck Norris jokes. There we go. When Adri smiles, dentists run. <laughs> Adri doesn't do push-ups. She pushes the earth down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it on that one. That was a good one. <laughs> Adri's not afraid of the dark. The, the dark's dark is afraid, afraid of, of Adri. Her, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, obviously we've got a whole lot more. That's coming it. Up. You've just you've you've just opened it. Now we have to do Adri Chuck Norris jokes. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jesse. Every every game we have to try to fit one in. Randomly, one character will have to just stand up and announce that. <laughs> Cindy is sitting there. How how did it go, Cotter? It's like really good. Well, but you know, Adri was born the day before World War II ended. Coincidence? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, what's World War II? (laughs) Exactly, Adri. Exactly. (laughs) My job is done then. (laughs) Very good. Okay, well, obviously, we've got a whole lot more things coming up in the near future here and the far future for that matter. And what's going to happen next? Well, we'll just have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, let us know what you think. Subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at foolnidia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside all of our heads. <laughs>